Last-minute lobbying underway for that new Royals ballpark. Decision day could be coming next week. Plus, get ready for stepped-up police patrols and park rangers on the plaza. And what do you think of that new city proposal for a $28 million youth entertainment district to give our young people something to do? Plus, what on earth is going on in Johnson County as the Overland Park Police Chief abruptly resigns? And for all the promises of action, why are people still waiting more than a minute and a half on hold to reach 911? Those stories and the rest of the week's news straight ahead. Week in Review is made possible through the generous support of AARP Kansas City, RSM, Dave and Jamie Cummings, Bob and Marlise Gorley, the Courtney S. Turner Charitable Trust, John H. Mize and Bank of America N.A. Co-Trustees, The Restaurant at 1900, and by viewers like you. Thank you. Hello and welcome, I'm Nick Haynes. Lots going on in Kansas City this week here to connect the dots on what it all means and why you should care. A KNBC 9 chief political analyst, Michael Mahoney. From our own PBS newsroom, Flatland KC, Mary Sanchez. From the helm at City Scene KC, Kevin Collison. And tracking the news from behind a microphone at KCMO Talk Radio, Pete Mundo. Now, last minute lobbying underway this week, just ahead of what could be a major decision next week on a new ballpark for the Kansas City Royals, Jackson County lawmaker approving $100,000 for a law firm to negotiate stadium lease details. Meanwhile, Royals owner John Sherman met this week with Mayor Quinton Lucas and Jackson County Executive Frank White. Did they ink a new deal that would keep the Royals in Jackson County, Pete? No, I had the mayor on my show Thursday. I asked him as much, and uh, he's either keeping it close to his vest or there's no deal in place right now. I can't believe this. You know, Saturday of next week is the first day of fall, and yet John Sherman, Michael, said it was the end of the summer. I'm going to be making a decision. He's got very few days left. Well, yeah, but he, yeah, but he still has some time. I still think the uh, uh, the prohibitive favorite is uh, the stadium in, on the, in downtown in the East Village. What's the biggest stumbling block, though, for them deciding on going to downtown still? Well, you know, the fact that the county legislature just hired a law firm, to me, is an indication that we're still a ways away from a deal. I mean, this should have been done several months ago. I think it's still a matter of getting Jackson County and the city on board. I would not be a bit surprised if this end of summer deadline or end of September deadline gets pushed back a bit. Uh, but I think it's interesting that it took up until last week before the county decided to hire a law firm, and they've been mulling it over since June at least. The, all of the momentum, though, seems to be all the enthusiasm is in the, on that North Kansas City plan. It always seems to me that the folks in Kansas City are always sort of wringing their hands. We don't have enough details. We don't have enough information, Mary. I think that's true. And as um, in deal making, you always want to have another option to be able to make a deal. And I think that's what that represents. This is part of a negotiation to how do we get the city to fully back it so that voters might back it someday? I do think Kevin's right. It may, a decision is off. I think it really benefits the region when you look at it though, to look at that Clay County location to spread around the tax burden because of the fact that right now you have the Chiefs and the Royals splitting three eighths of a cent. You know the Royals want to get their hands on the entire three-eighths of a cent to do what they want to do out at the Truman Sports Complex. If you then move some of that burden for the Royals up north, 
it doesn't put all the pressure on 700,000 people in Jackson County to fund these two teams. And I think the Royals and the Chiefs both benefit from that potentially. One of the, one of the big issues here is that the population of Clay County is substantially smaller than it is uh, for uh, for Jackson County. And so the rate of that tax, I suspect it's going to have to be more than three-eighths of a cent to generate the $750 million that, uh, that it generates now. And uh, we'll see because that also has to go to the taxpayer, uh, to the voters uh, up in uh, uh, Clay County. It's an attractive idea to some Clay Countyans to have this. Others don't want to raise their taxes. By the way, has John Sherman just stumbled upon a new idea to help pay for his new sporting palace? The Royals have now joined with the Chiefs and the Cardinals on a new election initiative to place sports betting on the ballot in Missouri next year. Realistically, though, what does that mean for the Royals when Kansas is getting very little money for its uh, sports betting law? Uh, would that fund a hot dog stand? What would it actually fund there? Well, I do know that the the Royals would like to include an on-site betting parlor at the new ballpark in the design they want. So I think it's geared more towards catering to another audience, that another reason for people to come to the ball game. Uh, I don't know what, if any, revenues would be available off of a tax. And of course, Missouri may have a be ultimately be able to put a better deal together than what Kansas did as far as what Kansas's share of gambling revenues are. Yeah, I think that's a, a big point uh, that the Missouri deal will probably be better than the Kansas deal. Almost every uh, sporting uh, sports book bet betting deal in the country is, is right now. And, uh, you know, we'll have to see. Basically, I think that if they get this on the ballot, I think that they will, it'll pass hands down. Now, we've talked about it for the last two weeks. Now, some specific proposals for dealing with new security unease on the Country Club Plaza. Mayor Lucas says negotiations are now underway to use police and rangers with the city's parks and recreation department to patrol in and around the shopping district. I'm assuming that means taking them from someplace else to beef up the security presence on the plaza. Is this the answer? Or does it just push crime activity somewhere else? It's uh, Robin Peter to pay Paul is really what it is. I I mean, you're down three to 400 cops. You don't have the patrol that you need right now. So you're trying to find in other areas. I understand it. You've got to try to figure out how to get the plaza back on track. But in terms of just moving things around, something else to your point, Nick, is going to get hurt here. And they're once again burying the lead on what the main issue is in this town, and that's being down hundreds of cops. Isn't this the fix that you advocated for on your social media account, Kevin? <laughs> well, first and foremost, I didn't even know we had park rangers here, so I have no <laughs> idea armed. where they're yes. coming from. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I do think, you know, the plaza has a security force, and they're fairly visible, but they're not armed. Not that I say that's the be-all and end-all, and they don't have the power to make arrests. You need to have a police department that is visible, that is there to back up the security at the plaza. You know, yeah, they're down jobs, but I've always maintained the city of Kansas City and taxpayers are dropping $280 million a year on KCPD. They've got money. They just need to know how to A, hire more people, and B, get more of their officers out on the street because as far as I can tell, they're extremely low profile. Mary, is this the fix? It's too easy of a fix because it's too broad of a problem. And what you don't want to do is create like a military police state in an area that is supposed to be pedestrian. We're even looking towards that. It's, you know, that we have had issues and we need to look at why do we have 14 and 15 year olds carrying guns? 
That's what happened down there, and that's what scared everyone. And there's also the issue, of course, of what else can uh, young people do? And and the city is looking at a solution this week. Let's just talk about that. There's a new proposal for a $28 million youth entertainment district. It's the brainchild of city councilwoman Melissa Robinson, who envisions a place designed and operated by teens that will not only provide recreation options, but help young adults learn new skills and connect to employment uh, opportunities. Um, Does she have a place in mind for this? And is this something, uh, how is this different than all the other programs from Night Hoops and everything I else they've done over the city over the years? I think it's um, it's early yet to really talk about too many specifics. However, part of the vein of this is to give young people more autonomy in what it is. It's not just, here, come play basketball for a little bit. It's here, learn a skill set, which might, to my earlier point, help build young people in ways in their own capacity so that they don't go out and do things that are incredibly destructive. Is that the solution, Pete? No, it sounds like another place you're going to have to have some kind of police presence. You know, that's what it sounds like to me. And, you know, I, I don't think there's this idea of over militarizing the plaza. Go to Times Square in New York City. It's as pedestrian friendly as there is. And there's cops everywhere. So I think that that's not necessarily a fair thing to say to point out that, hey, law enforcement presence is a negative thing for being pedestrian friendly. And it's the same thing for this youth entertainment complex. You need both things to have a safe area for folks that they want to go to. I couldn't. I agree pretty much with Pete on this. I mean, uh, that's a bit draconian to say you're going from zero to a military uh, militarized plaza. I mean, right now, you never see Kansas City police, period, end of story, patrolling the plaza. And I agree that, um, you know, we've tried these youth outlet type forums. Uh, I read about how, you know, they had a big thing at Union Station a few years ago in Sly James. They had the same kinds of problems, fights breaking out, et cetera. And I do think, unfortunately, you're going to have to have security wherever because these kids, just for whatever reason, just don't seem to be able to get along with one another without fights and sometimes guns. There are law enforcement officers, KCPD on the plaza. I actually do know a few of them personally, and I run into them every now and then. So they're there. But I don't know how much of that is going to stop something that happens in an instant, that happens in a moment that happens when someone has a gun and they use it when they should be perhaps just using their voice. I think there are safe, politically correct ways of breaking up crowds of kids before violence starts breaking out. I mean, I think a a proactive police approach, you see 50 kids hanging around Shake Shack and doing nothing but just taunting one another or you, you break it up. You tell them, go home enforce whatever curfew laws. There are laws on the books to keep these kids from hanging out and sooner or later something breaks out in the way of some kind of violent altercation. You know, I I really do think that there are proactive police tactics we just don't use around here that can prevent things from going out of hand. In addition to the security woes on the plaza, there are the concerns the public has about what are you going to do on the plaza nowadays? They've got a lot of national stores there and there's a lot of vacancies. By the way, there's a brand new entertainment option opening on the plaza this weekend. It's a new mini golf course. It's in the old Jack Henry building. But before you think this is a healthy pastime for our young people, the puttery, as it's called, is only for adults. So 
That's not going to solve the problem for them then, Pete. No, and you got to buy a bulletproof vest to go as well. So it's tough sledding. <laughs> now, oh, now it, it's, <laughs> it's not the only new mini golf course opening in the city. Another new putt-putt course about to open at Penway Point, the new entertainment district going in next to Union Station. That's where the new giant observation wheel is going on. By the way, did you see it's now up? They're hiring and making bookings now. Have you seen something in Kansas City go this fast from pie-in-the-sky dream to reality, Mary? It's pretty shocking. And actually, it's kind of, it's illuminating a little bit. I mean, I was driving the other day and saw it in the distance and literally did do a head swirl of, whoa, there it is. Um, I, I think long-term, though, we're going to have to see how well this plays out as, you know, you've got power and light right there. What's going to happen with Westport, the plazas we've been discussing? How will this build into a mix of downtown Kansas City? They did it so fast, they should be in charge of the Mission Gateway project. Perhaps that would have moved <laughs> much faster, yeah. uh, Kevin. Well, we're talking about erecting a Ferris right. wheel. Right. I mean, yeah. county yeah. fairs okay. throw these right. things up in a matter of an overnight. So we're not talking about these. Uh, they're not making the seventh wonder of the world down there. You know, I want to wheel back a little bit to Pete's comment. I, you know, I think it was... It, the plaza is still a safe place. One of the reasons, unfortunately, that this new mini golf uh, place is, is 21 and under is they are trying to prevent some of these issues. 21 and over. 21 and over, 21 yeah. and over right. 21 and over. And, uh, you know, uh, it, unfortunately, we just have learned as a society that sometimes it's really hard to have entertainment venues where everybody and anybody can go because some people are more able to handle that responsibility than others. But, you know, I get with Mary too, I agree. I mean, it is kind of interesting to see how much entertainment dollars are in this city, because again, if the Royals end up doing their thing in the East Village, a big part of that is going to be entertainment related. So I'm not really sure, you know, when we hit the bottom of our wallets when it comes to uh, buying beers and hot dogs and going on Ferris wheels. After months of complaints and promises to do better, 911 emergency wait lines are still not going away. The new numbers are in for August and the average wait time was one minute. 32 seconds? That's a long time to wait, Pete Mando. Uh, if your house is on fire, you need an ambulance or someone is breaking into your home. Yeah, it's a major problem. And, and you know, remember, Mayor Lucas famously said he was going to address it immediately after his own mother had an issue. Um, and you know, it's not that easy, whether it's hiring cops or 911 dispatchers. It's a thankless job that in many cases is underpaid and needs to get more attention. I saw those numbers on Channel 9. That's where that story came from, Michael. But boy, you know, again, lots of talk about this, even Jackson County giving money towards it. And yet we still don't seem to be making much of a, a dent in those numbers. You know, this is going to be a frustratingly slow process for largely for all the reasons that Pete just uh, uh, laid out for, for a second. It's a very difficult job. The, the, it's not the best paying job, even in the metro, when it comes to uh, 911 dispatchers and, and, and that that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, we'll see. The mayor promised to do this with dispatch, and we'll see how long dispatch takes. These they're, days. they're talking about this as fixing some of the technological issues, but uh, is this a human problem, Mary? I did see that uh, the Kansas City Police Department still has more than 20 job vacancies yes. for call takers and dispatchers. They have had vacancies for a number of years now. I've written about this for a number of years. They're first responders. Um, it's a very hard job yeah. to do. Sometimes you literally are the lifeline for someone who is calling. How do you shift some of those calls that aren't life and death it's 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 all process it's very hard though it's 
If the uh, Kansas City police chief were to abruptly resign this week, there'd be dozens of reporters and camera crews camped outside of police headquarters. What are we to make this week of the abrupt resignation of the police chief in one of our metro's other biggest cities? Frank Donchez resigns as top cop in Overland Park, and the city offers little explanation other than a puzzling reference to a heated exchange between Donchez and the mother of a teen killed by an Overland Park police officer back in uh, 2018, should I say. Are heated words, though, enough people to topple a police chief nearly a decade on the job, or is there more to it than that? Well, I I think there is more to it than that. I believe that we know that Sheila Albers and, you know... Which is the mother of that team. Which is the mother of the team. Um, You can be empathetic for somebody losing their child, but also wonder if she has taken the right approach in her attacks on Overland Park PD the last few years. The feds investigated it, did not charge the officer, who now is no longer in law enforcement in the case, but it feels like it's been her mission to take down that chief for quite some time. And his mistake is engaging with somebody who wanted that head on a, uh, that, that, um, but, but even see, she said she was surprised that he is gone as a result of an exchange yeah. that happened this Monday wow. where those heated words where there was some references to her, him questioning her parental abilities and her husband's parental abilities. They were not home at the night of the shooting. And so he was making a very cruel reference to a woman who his officers shot and killed her son. It was incredibly inappropriate. But, but should, should but, that be training? Should that be a, um, a, a day suspension without pay, uh, communications course of some kind that you actually lose your job over that? Well, this is why I think there is far more to it. Yeah. I mean, the department has been criticized for a number of years and not just for this shooting. Um, it is part of that whole broader conversation of being more transparent about how what happens after an incident, you know, a fatality where a civilian's life is taken. Some of those steps weren't, weren't taken under him. And he wasn't transparent. And there was some, you know, quote, lying is the term that was used between them. Is there more to it than we're now seeing, Michael? Yeah, I, I think uh, the chief's term uh, in Overland Park was rocky on a couple of different points, this one being the most vivid that most people know about. Uh, there was also some concern about uh, how some officers conducted themselves with rel- relative to a uh, uh, another fund inside of a uh, d- department. And there, there must have been something else. Uh, back there for uh, this uh, resignation to be so swift. And uh, maybe we'll find out, maybe we won't. What does this do to police morale in our metropolitan area, Pete? Well, one thing that was brought up in that exchange was uh, the the chief saying that they've had a tough time recruiting. Think about this. If Overland Park, Kansas is having a difficult time recruiting law enforcement, what does that tell you about the state of the industry over the last three years? It may, it will appeal. Somebody will take this job in a nationwide search. It pays very well. It's still Overland Park, but this is tough sledding right now for an industry that's been destroyed in large part by media over the last three years. Now, I'd love to discuss brand new issues. Okay, Kevin, it was your face. I'm sorry. I'm he sorry. Your to, face. He likes to throw the bomb. Yeah. I'm telling you, I disagree entirely. Why not? It, it is true. They are, they are oh, struggling. Oh, it's harder now. I don't think there's any question that there's a lot of blue flu going on okay. and that they're having a harder time recruiting people. But I wouldn't blame it on the press for reporting what's yeah. going on out there. I mean, that's that's just too far for me. But I also want to point out, and this gets back to the 9-11 question, in that Here we got a situation where civilian people in Overland Park city government can tell a chief, you're just not cutting it anymore, and he's gone. 
as opposed to a certain major city in our metro where the civilian leadership, a.k.a. the city council and mayor, have no influence in how our police department is run, including the kind of job they're doing to recruit people for both 9-11 uh, callers or responders as well as police officers. Pete. I'm just here to throw the bomb. All right. what I do. <laughs> the bomb has yeah. been thrown and it was captured before it got there. We had the Star Wars project here that blocked it. All right, go on. I, I have to keep going here. I'd love to discuss brand new issues every week on this program, but sometimes there are issues that never seem to be resolved. I'm looking at you, property tax assessment mess in Jackson County. It's back in the news this week after the City of Lee Summit filed suit against the county for failing to follow state law. The disparity has not decreased, it's increased, it feels like this year. And we believe that that's because they're not following a process that is consistent under Missouri law. If people are overpaying, it erodes trust and confidence in the tax system and really our entire system of government. Now, let's remember, this is on top of a class action lawsuit that claims the way the county valued property was arbitrary and unfair. And don't forget, the Missouri State Auditor has also launched his own investigation. But just because people are filing suits and launching probes into what Jackson County is doing, is it leading to any change, Michael? Not in the uh, sh in the short run uh, at all. This is now uh, the second cycle in a row that Jackson County's property tax assessment problem uh, has uh, has really you know hit the fan. There may be some relief down the road. There's the possibility of tax relief for some se uh, for but, some but seniors. Did, yeah. but, but but that uh, again, that's all down uh, down the road. There, I think there's only one county in the state of Missouri right now that uh, has uh, initiated property tax relief for seniors. That's over in St. St. Charles over in the Jackson Jack County legislature voted eight to one against doing that yeah, this right. week. I mean, you think that would be a slam dunk when you've got people calling all the time. You have you have people on our TV screens mm. crying, saying they're going to lose their homes. And yet they still couldn't pass it. Uh, and it was yeah eight to one to your point of Senate Bill 190 uh, seemed like it should have been a slam dunk. Manny Abark is on the county legislature. He said um, they're they didn't pass that one because they're perfecting their own version of it. If there's two words that don't go together, it's government and perfect. There is no perfect piece of legislation. And in the meantime, people in this county are wondering if they can stay in their homes. And if local seniors don't lose their homes due to skyrocketing property tax rates, they could be pushed out of their homes because they can't afford their utility bills. Local social service agencies saying help paying electric bills has become one of the most frequent requests this summer. And it's about to get worse as Evergy pushes for a large rate hike to help offset their own costs. But did you see this week that schools are now fighting back in Kansas School District from Wichita to Blue Valley and Olathe fighting an Evergy rate hike, claiming the Higher rates will harm teacher recruitment, even lead to larger class sizes. But, you know, we complain a lot about this, Mary, but can we actually do anything about it? Well, I think that complaining to the regulatory, um, you know, divisions, the boards, can actually help. And the move by school districts is a broader entity that is fighting back as opposed to just a senior citizen. Um, and they may have more impact eventually. But and, what happened? And, the, and the, the early indications are that uh, the Kansas Corporation Commission, which was the regulatory agency in Kansas, is sympathetic to uh, these calls to uh, either roll back or uh, or reduce the uh, the rate increase proposals. But companies still have to make money. So what happens, Kevin? If you if they don't get the rate hike, then they they trim back on maintenance, trim back on tree trimming, perhaps walk back even further their g green uh, impact promises. Uh, as far you know, again, I I would like to know a little bit more 
more about the rationale that Evergy is offering, what kind of profit level they seem to think they need to make. Mary makes a good point, you know, having a much more unified front pushing back would be helpful. This is an issue uh, to get into a bigger point, you know, as, as global warming keeps coming up with heat in summers, et cetera, et cetera, how we pay our utility bills is going to become an increasingly uh, tough question. When you put a program like this together every week, you can't get to every big story making the headlines. What was the big local story we missed? Believe it or not, there was more to the news this week than those rumors that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift may now be an item. There was alarm over the auto workers' strike that could shut down Kansas City's two big auto plants. The Royals reached the unwanted century mark. Chris Jones finally ends his holdout. Kansas City marks the 22nd anniversary of 9-11. For the first time in more than 100 years, a Kansas City area lawmaker will become Speaker of the Missouri House. A Missouri congressman has been picked to lead the impeachment inquiry of President Biden. Too late to go on the ballot, the Johnson County Election Commissioner blocking Prairie Village voters from deciding changes to their government. And the new vaccine booster arrives in KC, just as local public health officials say COVID hospitalizations are on the rise. All right, Pete Mundo, did you pick one of those stories or something completely different? I did pick one of those. I think we could be looking at the end of the Chiefs run, and it won't be oh. because of the secondary. It won't be because of, say, uh, Chris Jones. It'll be because Taylor Swift is bringing bad <laughs> mojo to this team and one of the star players. So as Taylor Swift, who I guarantee is sitting somewhere with Travis Kelsey watching this show right now, Taylor, do not ruin the mojo of what has been an incredible five-year run. <laughs> All right, Kevin Collison. I think the uh, looming automotive industry strike is a huge, huge issue because we have a big, big Ford plant here and we have a good-sized uh, Chevy plant. And those are a lot of well-paying jobs, plus a lot of industries that supply parts to those plants. And one of the issues, as I've read, is that the UAW is very concerned about unionizing battery plants and other types of facilities that are going to be becoming a bigger deal as we have more and more electric cars. And of course, what do we have going up outside DeSoto is a gigantic Panasonic plant. So I definitely think the uh, automotive uh, issues are a big, big deal in our community. Mary. Okay, first, I think I need to make you a friendship bracelet. <laughs> but otherwise, um, the, the union, but only... Uh, more because you're going to start hearing more about these, you know, the, the talk about how much leadership makes in many industries, even that aren't unionized, as opposed to the workers. And that's just going to be something that's going to be carried forward as we have trouble hiring in almost every industry, not just law enforcement, many, many industries. So that it's part of a larger conversation. Michael. Sort of a three-pronged uh, thing. N uh, number one, Governor Parsons' uh, record of uh, uh, vetoes uh, is un uh, unblemished again after the veto session. They, uh, none of his vetoes were overridden. Jackson County uh, State Legislator uh, 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 John Patterson is, as you mentioned, will be the first Jackson Countyan to be the Speaker of the Missouri House is since before the Civil War. And then Jason Smith being one of the three uh, House committee members that, is, that are going to run the uh, Biden impeachment inquiry. Uh, his profile has raised dramatically since he got the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee. This will only uh, only increase it. And on that, we will say our week has been reviewed courtesy of Michael Mahoney from KNBC 9 News and Kevin Collison of City Scene KC from our own digital newsroom, Flatland KC, Mary Sanchez and Taylor Swift fan. Six to ten weekdays on KCMO Talk Radio, Pete Mundo and I'm Nick Haynes from all of us here at Kansas City PBS. Be well, keep calm and carry on. Thank you.